Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where Catholic truth is served fresh daily. We've made you a reservation in the luxurious corner booth, so come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzezemski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. It's been a long time, Tom Dorian. It's good to be back. You got to hear those words. Love it. I'm glad you're here with us. Thanks for having me. He, he, How was the Starlink satellites? Were they fun? Awesome. He, you know, he Thought was on the, Dor- the, the Doritos How'd you uh, like the tasting I got tour. You? <laughs> that too. He was on the Doritos tasting tour. It was awesome. Yeah, it yeah. was like the Cool Ranch was, I think, cool. your favorite. That was it. That was the one. <laughs> uh, you he wore a cool cowboy ranch. hat and shades, and they asked why. He says, because I'm a cool rancher. There you go. <laughs> yeah, okay. Anyway, so <laughs> that said, and, oh, and Ziggy Rodriguez is here. I am. I'm so glad. he was. Here. He's been here the last couple of shows. We were sad to not have you with us. Thank you. But we have you now, and this is an exciting time because, uh, well, we, we it's July 4th. We're celebrating our country. Red, white, and blue pancakes for a reason. Yes. Ex- <laughs> what do you eat? <laughs> I've never had red, white, and blue pancakes. Well, here, you can have Sounds some good. of mine do, do you have the blueberry? You get the blueberry with it's the blueberries, you strawberries. Strawberries. Whipped cream. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. That's right. Sounds Nothing wrong good. with that. And I'm, I'm, I'm actually thinking we're going to change our show now, <laughs> and we're just going to talk about pancakes. No, uh, you know. So as as we as we come, this is a holiday. So many of us know we know so well. Everyone gets off work. That's awesome. We celebrate the country. That's awesome. Uh, we celebrate really what we're celebrate celebrating about our country. So we we'll watch some of the old um, uh, movies. Uh, one of my favorites is to watch uh, 1776, the musical. Have you guys ever seen that? It's hysterical. It's, it's fun great. stuff, yeah. It's, Sit down, it's long. John. Yeah, it's a little really long. Really long. But I, <laughs> I, I really like that uh, that show. Uh, and, uh, and and so it's, it's good to celebrate that. But I think um, you can contrast that with what you see on the news, read about in whatever journal, periodical social media however you're getting your news and that's contrasted you know what what we see with the founding fathers and what's going on out in the streets right now it's kind of uh scary very uh and and so what's happened and it's like so so the question then becomes what are we celebrating on july the 4th so let's go around the table oh, here. oh wow tom what are we celebrating freedom on J- freedom so tom is celebrating freedom on uh, july the 4th what is ziggy Celebrating pancakes, pancakes. <laughs> you know, I would say a uh, yes, freedom, but I think also uh, the the project of of self government, self government, arguably, yeah. yeah. See, most people don't think like that. Most people think <laughs> most people think like, where do I get the firecrackers? Well, no, but the, but the growing, exactly. but the, but the, the, it's but it's also it's the project of it, right? And so, you know, we're, we we. It's an experiment. It has been from the beginning. They try to draw upon various thinkers, philosophers, and try to put them into right. practice to create a government. And now, obviously, we have a lot of people rethinking those philosophers and rethinking those ideas at the most fundamental but, level. But you know what? I don't think they're rethinking them. Okay. I think they're just abandoning them. That, too. And rewriting <laughs> yeah, and them. That, and ignoring well, them. Yes. So there's a lot of that going on. We're going to kind of cover some of this stuff. We don't want to get all political. Right. Because uh, it's just not going to add to the discussion. But I think we don't want to shy away from the important discussion of, like, what are we actually celebrating? Right. 
And so uh, I, I'm in the freedom camp in terms of like what we're celebrating. It's also freedom, yeah. But but in a but on a philosophical level, yeah. Right. So freedom is good, and 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 let's just go down on the record. You know, Catholic Cafe believes that freedom is good, and and bacon. Uh, yeah, we and bacon. Freedom to eat bacon, and you know, I, I uh, one of my favorite philosophers is uh, Bing Crosby, and and he and he he sang a song in in. Uh, uh, it uh it that the the movie with the uh uh well we it's not a good movie to call up anymore because it's got some bad stuff in it uh apparently but uh he, he sang that song about freedom you know the one about the holiday inn that holiday movie inn, he yes. has, you, you you watch holiday inn all the way through and there's like the song abraham and some other stuff that people are like not wanting to see right and i get that i understand the discussions that happen had around that but he sings that one song freedom freedom you know that's that's being crazy his basic you know, and he's standing there in his like uh, red, white, and blue right. uh, little get up in his garb. You know, and then then there's like uh, uh, Fred Astaire has a firecracker dance. You know, where he's like blowing up firecrackers all over the place. And, you know, and and that's what most of us are thinking. I think the majority of people are. Yeah, but I think it is. It would. Be, it's a good time to stop and go. Like, well, what does it mean? What does freedom even mean? And why is that? And so, why do we celebrate it? And honestly, do people really understand it today? Well, we already said bacon, so I mean, I, yeah, I get that too. It's a but good, I, good definition. But in all, but in all honesty, I mean, you look at the world and do people even realize that? I mean, it just seems like there's a cancel culture. No, that that in and of itself <laughs> is. is against freedom. The whole point of a cancel culture is to cancel freedom. I mean, essentially, yeah. that's what it's about. And yet, they, I, I think some people don't realize. That they are afforded the freedom to, to make that. that choice to do that, and I, it's just, I think that's lost on so many people. And I think it's a serious discussion because I don't know. As I'm getting older, I guess I'm getting more—I don't know—older, <laughs> and you know, and I'm becoming the curmudgeon or whatever that goes like, "You kids, you know, youth is wasted on the long, wrong people." You know, it's like a, no, that's it's a wonderful life quote, right? The old man on the porch, and I'm becoming the old man on the porch, <laughs> right? Youth is wasted on the wrong people. And I just, I wonder, like, what, what do we need to do? So I thought we would talk a little bit on this show about about freedom, about celebrating, and why it's important that we celebrate, and go to the heart of what freedom is, and then to sort of tie together these two concepts, freedom and responsibility. Yes. Because I think a lot of people don't realize that those two essentially go together. And, and to an extent, that's what I was getting at when I was talking about this, this the, the experiment of self-government right because at the end of the day it can't just be oh we're gonna just dream up whatever society we we want to have and then just poof it happens i mean you have you've got duties you've got obligations you have responsibilities if though if we don't have a sense of that both individually and as a country then how can we you know steward the gift of self-government uh, right you know and, and, no i agree with you 100 percent. and there's another great philosopher uh that i like to quote every once in a while and uh it comes from the marvel universe it's <laughs> it's, it's spidey uh and uh it's called the peter parker principle yes you, it's and is with great power there must also come great responsibility yes uh, uncle his uncle said that uncle to ben him. uncle ben said that to him now a lot of people think that stan lee or 
Peter Parker or whoever came up with that, or Uncle Ben did. Yeah. Uh, but that's it. Actually, is something from like fourth century BC in the Sword of Damocles. And I was look. Thank thank you Wikipedia, you know, for uh, for telling us that. But uh, and then also in 1793, it was used as a slogan in the the French Revolution. Right. So it's and then uh, and you can also uh, get it from Scripture, um, Luke uh, chapter twelve verse forty eight. Uh, from everyone who has been given much, much will be demanded, and from the one who has been been trusted with much, much more will be asked. Yes. So there's there there is this this um, this ancient principle of the responsibility that comes with freedom, because freedom in and of itself, without any kind of responsibility, is not true freedom. Right. I mean, and I don't. I think people always want to say, "Well, I'm free to make, I'm free to do whatever I want." It's like, yeah, but the responsibility of that freedom means that you also have to uh, essentially accept the consequences right. that come with those free decisions. Right. And I don't, I don't think people want any consequences. Well, I think one thing you know, within the Catholic context, there are a lot of Catholic thinkers going back in our two thousand year history of the Church. You know, we in the United States. We kind of only think about democracy and we only think about Republican forms of government uh, as being the only forms of government worth thinking about or having any sort of philosophical validity. Within the 2,000-year you know, tradition of the church, you have plenty of thinkers and philosophers who um, you know, were arguing in different ways for you know, the systems that predated you know, what we currently have in terms of saying, oh, you know, there's a good reason to have you know, monarchs and, you know, this or that system in place. And obviously there's some certain values issues that would cause, be pretty cringy for a lot of people in our current culture who yeah. would say, oh my gosh, why would you even talk about stuff like that? But the point is there was an order that was in place. And a lot of people were, a lot of philosophers in those times that were, were, were concerned with order and good government. You know, they wanted to make sure there was order, there was fairness. And, uh, what we have here is a shift of the people saying, "No, we can do this better." But I think that going to back to what you're saying is, if you're if we're going to take that into our hands, and that's what we're doing with each successive generation here in America, we are taking that responsibility of self government and the experiment of it, not having it all yeah. figured out, you know, into our hands and having to have the humility of realizing, you know what. It's been 200 years, and we're still trying to get it right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And there's still a lot that we need to learn. And, and we also need to keep praying for our country because, yes. uh, you know, this maybe this July 4th is, we'll spend a time, let's, let's just, let's, let's pray. We'll set off some fireworks, sure, but we, we need to pray because I, I just, I just feel this impen- impending doom sometimes when I look, when I watch the news and when I read what's going on. It's like, are, are we turning into another Roman Empire, right, that at some point in time just collapsed upon itself? Right. Its, its moral compass started spinning. It became unwieldy. Uh, the societal pre- uh, pressures and, and, and its governance, all those things started to implode and explode, and it just was basically reduced to ashes. Right. Right? Of course, now, thank you to the church for... Uh, keeping Western civilization alive, you know, with the the Catholic Church and the the monasteries, uh, you know, with and, and learning, you know, brewing beer and keeping that recipe, uh, but also the libraries and the culture right. uh, that the church preserved. But but the point is, that's where the government part can be scary, right? And that's where you can have the problem of being a nationalist versus a, a patriot. Agreed. Right. So nationalism obviously is bad, and ultimately it's evil. 
right? Because at its core is a sense of, uh, I guess, pride and selfishness and superiority and judgmentalism. And division. And division versus uh, something that is like, hey, we got something good here. Let's keep doing it because what it's doing is it's, it's, it's spreading good. Right, liberty and justice for all. Right, right. like we're, we're, it, it's outward flowing in terms of its its love versus protective of itself, just for the by the very nature of itself. So nationalism is something you want to avoid. Right, there's nothing wrong with saying God bless America. Right, but I I start to I say I cringe a little bit. I start to have a problem with it. America's number one. Yeah, it's like well, we may be first on a long list of things, but some of those things aren't so good. Yeah, right. So we have to be careful about how we say those kind of things. But, but I, I do think we need to pray for this country specifically because things are just gone off the rails. Well, you're bringing it, pray, pray, pray. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, we have a lot of voices here who don't want folks to think about what God might have to say about how to steward this gift that's been entrusted to us, mm-hmm. which is this experiment in self-government, this yeah. opportunity to preserve freedom for ourselves and our fellow man and to promote it to others who don't currently have it, that's a stewardship gift. And we as Catholics, we're supposed to steward the gifts by and through prayer, just as like you were yeah. saying, and placing them in the feet of Christ and letting him guide our decision-making about what has been entrusted to our care. Well, it's interesting that you would bring up what God has to say about this. Now, while he doesn't talk, he doesn't talk specifically about the United States of America, at least not in the Bible I have. Um, but but there are some things that, that will help and guide us, especially when it comes to freedom. There's a couple of really interesting quotes uh, that we have here. Uh, St. Paul speaking to the Galatians, the Galatians not the Galatians, the Galatians uh, in the fifth chapter uh, of that letter, uh, verse 13, Paul says, For you were called for freedom, brothers, but do not use this freedom as an opportunity for the flesh. Rather, serve one another through love. Now, he's oh, talking wow. about the freedom of the law. Right, freedom from the law. This is about circumcision and sure. all that stuff, right? And and freedom from sin. He's he's talking about those things, but but when we see freedom, we understand the concept of freedom. It's not to be so. I always think about that particular quote when people are saying like, "Well, I can make whatever choices I want." You know, my body, my choice. I, I can. It's like, yeah, but there's a responsibility uh, in, in all of this, and you need to be. That freedom is to be used to serve. To serve others. He has another one, St. Paul speaking to the Romans in the sixth chapter, verse 18. You have been set free from sin and have become slaves to righteousness. Mm. So in there, that, that's freedom and responsibility. Right. Right. You, 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 while you have been free, freed from sin, you are now enslaved, right, to righteousness. Right. In other words, you are, you must be righteous. Well, and I think it's, you know, on one hand, there's obviously some pretty hot button issues and it's no surprise that the, the Catholic Church's views on certain issues uh, are, are, are pretty controversial right now, you know, with a, with a lot of sectors, especially on the left yeah. uh, side of the aisle. Uh, but I think that in terms of fully living out what you're describing as well, in terms of being careful for the flesh, we need to be careful. You know, any party is able to kind of cause things to go out, out of kilter, off kilter in terms of matters of the flesh, including like an excessive em- em- you know, uh, emphasis on free market economics and all oh, the economy is the key to everything. That's the thing that ultimately matters is money, money, right. and, 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 and pushing our consumer culture. I think that also can be very, very dangerous you know, to the values and morals of, of, of our society. I think the Catholic is really called 
to, to vigilance and, and really checking the lies on both sides of the aisle, you know, and to really put Jesus first and let Jesus be the source yeah, it's of got, truth. Yeah, it's gotten to where it's difficult to be on either side. I'll be honest with you. It's, it's really hard for me because I can't listen very long because the rhetoric has turned so divisive. Oh, yeah. Right? And I, I just remember, uh, I know there were bitter rivals and there were bitter political fights. And I know I've read great debates and, and discussions, but there was always this sort of respect for the other, right, right. that I think is gone. And that's that's one of the dangers. I, I, I want to stick with Scripture one more time. There's uh, also um, uh, our first pope, you know, Peter, in his first letter, uh, wrote something that it's really I think is pertinent to all this uh, in in the second chapter of that first letter verses sixteen and seventeen and he says be free yet without using freedom as a pretext for evil but as slaves of God so a lot like what Saint Paul's saying wow. right but then he goes give honor to all love the community fear God honor the king I, you wow. look at that and it's like. I, I, I want to hear America in the background <laughs> right, right. because essentially that's the heart of what we're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. So God has actually spoken a lot about how we're supposed to uh, live in this community or self-governance. He didn't use those political terms, but here, I mean, give honor to all. So we're respecting each other. Love the community, right? Love the people that you live with. That's right? huge for us as Catholics. I know. Fear God, so always keeping our priorities straight, and then honor the king. And it's like, there hadn't been a lot of king honoring. Mm-mm. I have to admit, I, I might have said a couple of nasty things about a past president <laughs> or two, right? And I'm sure all of us are guilty of that. Sure. But but we need to start to go back to these basics, these biblical... The Word of God has spoken. And, it, and so maybe this July 4th is an opportunity for us to start to go, like, what does this mean? Let's go to the heart uh, of, of what all this is and what, what freedom is. And I, I do want to spend a few minutes now and talk about the word freedom. Okay. Right? And what we're talking about when we talk about freedom. And, and really to go to, to what is the basis of freedom, and that is free will. Oh, yeah. Right, that God gives us free will, that, that, that he, he gives us essentially the divine right of self-determination, self-governance, like to make the decision. And, and some of those things are like so, uh, again, we don't stop and think about them, where we, where we see them and, and, and where we experience them. For, the, for those of us who are married, um, we were asked this question before the consent at our marriage. Have you come here freely and without reservation to give yourself to each other in marriage? And we have to answer in the affirmative out loud individually, right, in order for that marriage to be valid. Mm-hmm. Right? So we, we, we enter marriage love freely, right, because what kind of love is not free? Right. right, it's not it's not true love. I think about other fr- uh, free actions, free choices. Think about the salvation of the world. Think about uh, Jesus coming into the world through the vessel of Mary. But Mary first gave her fiat. She said yes. Mm-hmm. So it was her free choice to say no. Right, she could have said no. Mm-hmm. I don't think she was going to say no. But I, I just. But my point in that is. It wasn't just a simple, like, uh, God used Mary as a conduit to bring Jesus. So there may be some truth to, to the process, but God allowed her to say yes mm-hmm. to, that, to that process. Right? So her, that's why her fiat is, let it be done to me according to your word. Yeah. 
right? And and so it's like, wait, that's free will. That's what God is like. Hey, I want to save the world. I want to send my only begotten Son, and I, I want to use you, Mary. Okay, yes, right. That's important. And and further, that that Son, that divine Son, the second uh, person of the Trinity, Jesus, right, freely chose to die on the cross. He allowed himself. He could have run. He could have hid. He could have done all kinds of things, mm-hmm. right? But he chose to take that on. It's my understanding also that if you look at the ancient writers of the of the uh, uh, of the Catholic Church, you look at. I think it begins with Augustine. The discussion of what later became known as free will and was largely expanded by uh, Saint Thomas Aquinas. That. Uh, it's not just the will that matters and when you're thinking about free will. It's also it's the, the way in which the intellect and the will interact. And having right judgment about what is good yeah. is a key precursor to being able to will what is good. If you don't know what's good, how can you choose between good things with your free will? Right. You need all the information. Right. Exactly. Right? You can't make a good decision without all the information. But we've suspended right teaching. You know, like, once again, we have so many people who said, oh, well, you're supposed to separate church and state. You're not supposed to let your faith be a part of your decision making. That's just wrong. Well, it's like, well, if our faith is the truth and our faith is our access to the truth and our, the thing that makes it possible for to exercise good judgment uh, and, and how to use that will of ours in a way that's truly mm. free, then if we're setting aside our faith. Are we setting aside our freedom? <laughs> you know I, mean? I know. And so this is the stuff that I'm talking about. I think people are like, they're abandoning, well, all those old people you mentioned, Aquinas <laughs> and Augustine, you yeah. know, starting with the A's and going all the way. Uh, and, and, and the point is, I think people are just ignoring, abandoning, uh, maybe even rewriting. Yeah. And I, I mean... All that stuff is getting chucked out the window. And and while I don't believe that the founding fathers of the United States of America are necessarily, you know, prophets of God. Right. Um, and I know that they're not all 100% like holy good men. I'm sure there was some, you know, chewing tobacco and whatnot in, in the room in Philadelphia. <laughs> well, and, and from a Catholic perspective, a lot of them were Masons. And you know what? There's there might a good be reason some... <laughs> to be concerned about. I'm sorry, Masonic. True. Yeah. You know, so gatherings. so, so sure. I, I get all that. But, but. But to essentially chuck all of that, right. to throw it away, is dangerous and scary. And I was just reading uh, just the other day about uh, uh, somebody who wants to now change the United States flag. Well, because it's not, uh, I think it's um, uh, Macy Gray, uh, a Grammy award-winning. Uh, she just wants it gray. No, she doesn't, as a matter of fact. So, well, she wants something like it's a symbol of hate and oppression now and, and wants to change the colors of the stripes or whatever so that now it can be a, a flag that all of us are proud. And again, we can have that, we can have that discussion about it. Um, and I understand we've, we've changed the flag over the years. So we've added stars and whatnot. But I, I, just, I think that sometimes people are far too eager to throw something out the window Right, without stopping to examine exactly what caused that, what created that, where'd that come from, what are all of the elements that went together, whose blood, sweat, and tears created that, or were part of that. So the founding of our country, um, uh, the, the great philosophers, uh, even before our country mm-hmm. was founded, uh, and certainly uh, the Bible and everything that's in it, the Word of God, and people are so willing just to chuck all that stuff for like some kind of new new religion some kind of new way of thinking as if like suddenly now we're enlightened right well this new way of thinking this new religion that they've got involves 
a, their own set of dogmas. It involves shaming. It involves excommunication. All the things that they said they hate about religion, they're taking on in their... They're making a new religion. Yeah. And, and so then it's that, going to shun others. But it's <laughs> going to do exactly what they're saying that this current one does. Right. But if that, but what that tells us, the fact that they're falling into that same those same sort of practices, that means that it didn't have anything to do with religion. That was the fallenness of man yes. that brought that stuff about. Yeah. And that's one of the first things I think that people need to realize is that... that the, the 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 truth and goodness is not at fault here. <laughs> right. It's our inability to discern truth and goodness. Yes. Right. And that's and that's the problem. And I and I think and I guess the reason why we're talking about all of this today is really because we've lost a sense of that. And our July Fourth really needs to be about seeking that again and realizing, you know, so the what is the responsibility of freedom? What we what 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 did all of these soldiers fight and die for? What did all these great uh, founding fathers write for? What what is it that that we work every day or should work every day uh, in the United States of America to do? Uh, you know where does that come from? And ultimately, it's it's about love. It's something deeper than the USA USA. I'm a big fan. I'll chant that all day long. But the reality is, I, I chant that because I think. This is the closest thing we have right now to what love can be in the world in the form of governance. I realize we have problems and issues, but if you if you believe that love um, essentially is is ultimately desiring the good of the other, right, with no strings attached, right, love is that a true of uh, a, a free gift of self one to the other. I think in terms of governance, the United States has come the closest, and we have a long way to go. Mm-hmm. I get it. But I don't want to chuck this system and say it's it's broken and it can't fit be fixed or it can't work because I don't look around the world and see anything else. Well, also I loved your your quote from Saint Peter. Love the community as well. I mean, it's important for us to focus on the bigness of the country, but our community, the local community, matters too, and we can make such a huge difference by focusing our love where we are. So there are many responsibilities in freedom, uh, the responsibility for civil discourse, to protect the vulnerable, to always seek truth, right? And you will know the truth, and truth will set you free, John chapter 8. Seek the good for all. I mean, that's what we need to be doing. Uh, That's ultimately what's happening with freedom. That's what we're fighting for. That's what we live for. That's what we love about our country, and we need to love even more about our country. So God bless America. Uh, God be with us. Uh, We need to continue to pray for the United States of America, and we need to continue to make sure that it's... um, uh, that the guiding principles behind everything that we're doing in this great country of ours, that essentially these guiding principles are written by the Lord, mm-hmm. right? They're written by the Lord. So celebrate July the 4th, blow off some fireworks, you know, be safe, but essentially love this country. And let's ask the Blessed Mother, our patroness, to watch over us. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send him an email at deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. Visit us on the web at thecatholiccafe.com. You can also find us on iTunes, or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association. Join us again at the Catholic Cafe, serving up salvation one cup of coffee at a time.